Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. Have you ever seen the movie Castaway? Tom Hanks. It's one of the longest movies I've ever seen. He's cast away on an island after a plane crash. Chuck Noland is the character name. And as if being cast away on an island isn't horrendous enough, one day Tom Hanks decides to get on a raft and venture out past the waves that are crashing on the shore so that maybe someone would rescue him. So he tries to go out and swim beyond the waves, and the waves are crashing and crashing. And all of a sudden he looks up, sees this huge wave just coming over him, and he makes it past that one, and he looks back, and there's another wave coming. And that wave overtakes him and plunges him into the hidden reefs underneath the water, and it rips his leg apart. And I can't help but think that sin is like that hidden reef. If you dare ride the wave, your life will eventually be ripped apart. That's why it's so important we remain connected to the vine, Jesus Christ, by his word. That's why I preach and teach the truth as written in the word of God. Not my truth, not your truth, God's truth. Today we're part four, defending the faith, the way of Cain. So after Jude warns the church last week, and talked about not to be like Israel, who didn't believe God and perish in the wilderness. Don't be like the angels in heaven, who even though they saw God, rebelled against him. They're awaiting their judgment. And don't be like the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, who decided to worship the false god of sexual perversion and sin, and will be forever punished in hell. Now, Jude curses these false teachers that he's been speaking about, who had infiltrated God's church, and he says this, Woe to them! They have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error, and they have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. There's three things in that verse that I want to just briefly touch. Is the way of Cain is the way of evil. So Jude is using Cain, who was Adam's son, killed his brother Abel, and Cain will forever be known as evil. Balaam's error, his false teaching. Balaam was a prophet who was paid by the king of Moab to curse Israel. And Korah's rebellion is rebellion against God's authority. Korah was a Levitical priest who rebelled against God's appointed leaders, Moses and Aaron. And these false teachers who had infiltrated Jude's church had given themselves to the way of Cain and had rebelled against the leadership of God by his apostles. These type of people will shipwreck your faith. They are like hidden reefs who will rip your life apart. Jude writes, These men are like hidden reefs at your love feasts as they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves. 
Now, this word hidden reefs in Greek means rocks. And it brings the idea that these false teachers were like hidden rocks or hidden reefs that were concealed from ships who were trying to make safe harbor. They will shipwreck your faith. And he says they're hidden reefs at your love feasts. Our love feasts are known as agape. These were early church meetings. And in fact, the church I grew up in, I believed in God, but I didn't know Jesus Christ. But I grew up in a church that would hold these agapes, these love feasts. And these feasts would include a meal. At the end of the meal, we would take the Lord's Supper together. So what is Jude saying? He's saying, some of those who are seated at the Lord's table with you are not like you. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. They're hypocrites, pretending to be full of love, but in reality, they're only in this for themselves. They're like Balaam. You know, a shepherd's job is what? You know, I always say, you have one job. A shepherd's job is to take care of the sheep. In fact, Jesus, when he instituted Peter's ministry, he said, Peter, feed my sheep. And God has a really big problem with shepherds who are only in it for themselves. In fact, in Ezekiel, God spoke and said, Woe, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves, should not the shepherds feed the flock? Why? Because God loves his sheep. God also says this, My shepherds did not search for my flock, but rather the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. These are words I hope I never hear. They were in it for themselves. You avoid such people. That's why Jesus comes on the scene, and he says this, I am the what? Good shepherd. What does a good shepherd do? Lays down his life for the sheep. See, God's shepherds, pastors, Leaders in the church are supposed to be like Jesus. They're supposed to lay their lives down for the sheep, but instead, some creep in unnoticed, and they're like hidden reefs, and they attempt to sink the ship and take the entire church down with them. I've been in a church where this happened. Now, I should say that most church leaders do not come into their position with the intention of causing harm. But over time, they become jaded, they become greedy, they become manipulative, they see avenues for power grabs, and they use their position for personal gain. You need to avoid these people like the plague. And you might know people like this, and generally speaking, because I want God to speak to you generally. We only have a certain amount of time in life. Make sure that you spend most of your time with people who are like you, who have the same values as you, and who encourage you to stay on the path God has for you. Because you will meet other people who try to shipwreck your faith. So you need people like those who are for you and for God to help you not get shipwrecked in life. Now, no church is perfect, right? But when you find one that's loving and selfless, Join that church and make sure you pray for the leaders of that church because we need prayer.
Secondly, these type of people will feed you lies. They'll try to shipwreck your faith because they want to feed you lies. Jude, amazing biblical imagery he uses. Actually, he uses natural world imagery, and it's in the Bible. He says that the leaders who have infiltrated the church are not only like hidden reefs attempting to sink the ship, they're also like, check this out, waterless clouds swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted. Now, what good is a waterless cloud? You know, my backyard faces southeast. There are certain times of the year when I get to see the most incredible sunrises. The sun, how it comes up over the mountain and reflects on the clouds, it's incredibly beautiful. But aside from the outward beauty of the clouds, what good would they be? See, clouds are supposed to bring rain, especially in the deserts of Israel. Waterless clouds are empty. They might look great on the outside, but they're worthless when it comes to providing rain. They're swept along by the winds, blowing here and there without purpose or direction. Jude is saying that these selfish shepherds who have infiltrated the church are like those clouds. They promise a lot, but they deliver little. Now, Jude might have been alluding to this proverb, 2514, like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of his gifts falsely or brag about what they have, but bring nothing to the table. Their words like those clouds are empty. One of my pet peeves is wasted time. Time is a gift. Would you agree with me? Therefore, I, as your pastor, take seriously your time. I never want to waste my time or your time. That's why I never want to stand up here for 30 minutes and waste your time with empty words. I pray for God to make me his voice because God's voice speaks words that are true and full of life. That is the type of church that you should be looking for and that you should join. And if I were not the pastor of this church, I would never want to find myself in a church that was filled with people who are like empty clouds, who are swept along the wind by the winds of popularity and bring nothing to the table. Jude goes on, they're like fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted. So like clouds without water, a tree without fruit is worthless. In fact, Jesus cursed a fig tree for this very reason. He said that you can tell a tree by its fruit. So what is a twice dead tree? It means it's totally dead. And in the case of these infiltrators, he could be alluding to their spiritual condition. What's a twice dead person? Someone who not only dies once, but dies twice. Someone who doesn't just die physically, but dies eternally, spiritually. They are outside of Christ. They're dead in their sins, and they're condemned to eternal judgment and punishment. Now, we don't know if these infiltrators that Jude was talking about are believers or not. They might not have been, since verse 4 says they denied Jesus. But here's the thing. Jesus warns us about the chaff, weeds, that would mix in with the wheat. And at the time of the harvest, the dead weeds that look like wheat would be thrown away and burned. What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about people who are in the church who are fake Christian, 
They're not believers. They're not attached to the vine Jesus. Are you attached to the vine Jesus? Have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ? Remain attached to him. Because apart from him, he says you can do nothing because you're dead. Don't be like waterless clouds that blow in the wind. And definitely don't be like a twice dead tree. Come to life in Christ. Third, these type of people will pollute your mind. They'll pollute your mind. Jude goes on, they're like wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame. I don't know if you know this, but after I started ministry full-time, I got saved in 91. 1992, God called us to full-time ministry at Saddleback Church. And three years later, I always joke that I prayed for humility, and God thought I said humidity, and he sent us to Houston. And by the way, if you've ever been to Houston, I think it's where humidity is created. So we lived in Houston, Texas from 1993 to 96. And it's the summer and it's blazing hot. Some friends say, hey, you want to go to the beach? I said, yeah, I love the beach. I grew up at the beach. I love being at the beach. But they drove us to Galveston. With all due respect to Galveston, it's not a beach. At least the kind of beach I'm used to. Galveston sits right there on the Gulf of Mexico where there's hundreds of oil rigs. And I'll never forget the feeling I had when I walked out on the beach with my family and I saw these waves crashing on the shore and I turned to my friend. I said, what is that foam all over the sand? Oh, that's the residue of the pollution that washes up from the ocean. I said, are you kidding me? That's gross. I remember going to the water and I came out with like black feet. Jude is saying, those people who have hijacked your church and your love feasts are trying to pollute your minds with sticky residue of shame, foaming up like the waves. Their deeds are evil. It's polluted foam. Jude, again, might be referring to the prophet Isaiah, who wrote, But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet, and its waters toss up refuse and mud. They're full of, mm, avoid such people. They are of the way of Cain. They want to bring you down. They're evil. They're selfish. They're dead. Fourth, these type of people would lead you astray. They'll lead you astray. The reason I chose to teach through Jude is because of the deficiency I believe exists in the church of the understanding of the Christian faith. I started it off with a sermon on the person of Christ, that Christ is fully human and fully divine. And he was tempted in his humanness, yet did not sin. He was without sin. He took our place because he's the perfect Lamb of God. He's also divine. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the world. These are important doctrinal things. Sadly, I think a lot of the church has become about you and me more than about God. And we need to go to God. What does God say about certain things? Just because something is unpopular doesn't make it less true. God's word is true always. And whenever you have a question about anything in your life, whenever you need an answer, Go to God. 
Go to someone who loves God, who wants to tell you the truth and doesn't want to shipwreck your faith, but wants to help your faith grow. I was talking with someone yesterday, and I said, you know, we as human beings, and especially as believers in the church, we don't understand when Jesus says that we have the ministry of reconciliation. To reconcile something is to make it heal, right? To bring it back to restoration. What did Jesus do? He did that for us. But guess what? We're supposed to do it with each other. But here's the problem. And if you're married, you know this. We will have conflict. And people are afraid to go through what I call the tunnel of conflict. If you don't go through the tunnel of conflict, guess what? It's like Israel, who had to wander around the desert for 40 years because they didn't learn the lesson the first time. It's really hard to be in relationship. And the reason I'm bringing this up is part of the Christian faith is understanding what the church is and what we're about. We're not just about what I'm doing right now. Although I would say that if we didn't have this part of it, we would be like wandering stars that we're going to talk about in a minute. We would not know the direction in which we should go. But a big part of church is to work through conflict, as is a big part of marriage. Here's what I'm saying. If we don't understand what we believe and why we're here, we are like wandering stars. Once we detach from the truth of God's Word about the church and about what He wants for us, we will not be the people He wants us to be. So that's why Jude goes on and says they are like wandering stars. These selfish shepherds who are in it for themselves probably didn't start out that way, but they found out that they could start talking about things that were their opinions and not go back to the Word of God. They will lead you astray. They're unreliable guides. Have you ever been to Disneyland? I loved Disneyland. wanted to open up again, although when I was a kid and growing up, I'd go there all the time. And I thought I knew everything about Disneyland. But one time I go, you know what? I'm going to take that tour where the person walks around with a sign, follow me. Okay, I will join the tour. And I followed this person around Disneyland. Do you know that there are places, Disneyland, that you would not know if you didn't take the tour? In fact, there's a whole city underneath Disneyland. You know what else is under there? A jail. But pastors and teachers who do not guide you through the entire word of God are like wandering stars. They will lead you astray. They're unreliable. And the problem is, these wandering stars want to be stars. Listen, I never want to be in this for me. I want to be in it for God and for you. I want to help you know the truth. Because when you know the truth, you will be set free. There's a website. And I know this because all three of my kids have graduated from college there's a website called Rate My Professor. Have you heard this? Rate My Professor. And you can go on there and find ratings by students of almost any professor in the country. Now, would you sign up for a class that was taught by a professor who was rated very low in academic knowledge and the ability to teach? That would be foolish. Then why do people remain in a church where the teachers are like wandering stars? avoiding certain doctrine that cause a black hole in your theology. I don't want you to think that I know everything, but I do want you to think 
Are you involved in a church where they take God's word seriously and they teach all of the word of God, the full counsel? Because otherwise, you have a black hole in your theology. Now, Jude is amazing for his use of imagery. This last one, however, is the most vivid and concerning. He says, They're wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. That's a deep statement. Jesus himself speaks of this outer darkness in Matthew chapter 8. He says, I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of God. This is the weak. These are true believers. But the sons of the kingdom, and he's speaking of, in this particular case, Israel, and the unbelieving Israel, will be cast out in the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's a great example of what I'm talking about. There's wheat, the true church, the true believers, and there's weeds, chaff, that look like wheat, but they're not. Only the true believers get to recline at the table with Jesus in heaven. The sons of the kingdom would be people like, oh, I go to church. I know a Christian. I prayed the prayer once. They are similar to unbelieving Israel, and they would go the way of Cain. So I want to end today by saying, take heed, because there are many in the church who are not of the church. They're attempting to shipwreck the church by staring it into hidden reefs and false doctrine, and they want to take you with them. Stay attached to the vine. This would be a good time to repent, which means to stop believing what I think is true and start believing what God says is true. To repent and to make a fresh commitment to Jesus Christ, to avoid the way of Cain, to not be like the false prophets and the false teachers who just teach empty words, to not be more concerned about what people think, but to be more concerned about what God thinks. To help others not get shipwrecked in their faith, but to grow in their faith and to defend the faith. Because the time is now. When we get out of this COVID prison, so to speak, we have to be ready to defend Jesus Christ, the gospel, and the faith that's been handed down to us. Lord, as we come together now and we recline at the Lord's table, may we remember that it's not our deeds that have allowed us to gather at the table. It's your work, your deed, when you said it is finished on the cross. There's nothing else that we can do to add to what you did. The only thing that we can add is our faith to believe in you and believe in what you say and to adjust our ship to your course, so that we're not shipwrecked. And I pray, Lord, that as you speak to us, that we would come humbly. We're never good enough to come to the Lord's table. That's the point. Jesus Christ is the one who invites us, because we are part of him, part of his body. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be His voice in this world. 
Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice, a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com. Make me-